Oh, I feel like John Mayer with that music. I love it for some reason. Anyway, I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host of Dan on Top. We have with us today Dr. Mas Oishi, the co-founder and chairman of Market Space Capital. Doctor, how are you? Dan, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's absolutely our pleasure. We really appreciate this. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm very curious where we're going to go because you're probably the first doctor on top. So uh, tell us how you became a doctor on Dan on Top. Well, uh, I had Asian parents, so the decision wasn't a very fortunate. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt, but I had Jewish parents, which means that no matter what I do, they wish I was a doctor. I see. <laughs> well, then I think you and I have something in common. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're both uh, in real par- estate. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure my folks are very happy about that, too. But uh, uh, when they came to this country uh, in the 1960s, I think it was 1964, uh, they had uh, probably less than uh, $200 between the two of them. Uh, but they managed to uh, work hard and save money and invest in real estate uh, so that by the time I was born and uh, turned 15, uh, I was, of course, the uh, uh, eldest sibling uh, and the only one in the family who could speak English enough to conduct uh, business in a meaningful way. So the responsibility of uh, managing their real estate assets, uh, of course, fell to me. And so I was uh, pretty much involved in things like collecting rent and making sure taxes and insurance got paid and uh, dealing with, uh, uh, you know, the utility companies and things like that uh, much earlier than I had decided to uh, go into medicine. Right on. Okay, interesting. So you've got a a cool background. It's funny because I've got a lot of doctor clients and doctors are Mm -hmm. notorious, some of them the ones that don't work with me, but some doctors are notorious for getting involved in terrible real estate deals, almost as if they had cash to burn and nothing to do with it, like golf and and, and, and fishing and all those things and fast cars, those type of hobbies have gotten boring, so they like the hobby of investing in real estate blind. Um, And that's before they meet me or meet other brokers. Um, My best clients now are doctors. They're doctor groups. They're physician groups who are developing deals and building deals, and we do a lot of medical office deals at Encore. I sell a lot of medical office um, sell a lot of Mercy One products. And I love it. I love the idea of doctors who see the benefit and the beauty of the system and the business that they built as a physician or as a surgeon or as an ambulatory care surgery center or you know urgent care or physicians group, whatever it is. They see the beauty of the business and then they say, oh, wait a minute. If this is a good business and I can build a building and put the business in the building and then have a company sign the lease that's going to guarantee it and it's backed by the whole hospital system, and then I call Dan and we sell it. Boom. That's a great way to do business and take it to the next level. So I love it. Um, and I can understand why you do too. What other benefits or what other things do you want to share with our audience about being a physician who is also in real estate? Well, I think uh, physicians by nature, we, we tend to read a lot and be uh, uh, analytical, uh, at least those who are careful about investments. Uh, those of us who uh, throw caution to the wind uh, will probably just end up uh, uh, doing as well as uh, taking a trip out to Vegas. But uh, I think uh, one of the uh, benefits that I see is uh, for a lot of up and coming physicians, uh, you know, the traditional uh, method of building wealth uh, has kind of been lost uh, because 
a lot of physicians no longer want to go out there uh, fresh out of medical school or residency and build their own practice uh, from the ground up. They're happy to work for a hospital and earn a salary and uh, do uh, have a 401k and, and uh, have pension and benefits and things like that. So there's really no opportunity to uh, build your own uh, practice, uh, you know, in your own building, so to speak. Uh, that's opportunity is sort of uh, being lost for a lot of physicians. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think that people, you know, it's, it's helpful to um, be aware and have your eyes open and know what you can do, what opportunities are out there. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, maybe what's going on in the medical space, what your opinion is, you know, as a broker, what I should focus on and what I should keep in mind, uh, and maybe how you find products to invest and what's attractive to you. Just just run with it, man. Or doctor, I'm well, sorry. I think, run with a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> man is fine. Uh, no, I think a lot of uh, 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 medical uh, offices uh, are, uh, you know, they're very well uh, funded. Uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, perhaps uh, more capacity than some doctors need. But again, if you have, if you have a practice and you're planning on growing it, that's fine. And uh, a lot of uh, physicians uh, have uh, done very well by trading in uh, medical office uh, space, also, uh, you know, ambulatory uh, surgery type facilities, uh, you know, simple clinics even, uh, they, they tend to do well because, uh, let's face it, medicine is a high volume, usually high volume and uh, uh, cash uh, uh, intensive uh, type of uh, industry. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to uh, commercial real estate, it's certainly one of those uh, things that we look at uh, as an asset class. I think we, we did a deal involving building a dental office uh, for a dentist uh, that did very, very well in the Houston area. Those are the kinds of projects that, that we uh, tended to like uh, back in the day. Uh, now we're kind of more focused on larger uh, ground up projects involving multifamily uh, because that seems to be where a lot of the heat in the industry is right now. It is. It is. And you know what's funny is I think that all that heat is like pushing people out of the kitchen because it's the cap rates have compressed so much in multifamily and the syndicators are trying so hard to squeeze the deals, not in a bad way, but meaning that they're just not, the returns aren't there. I mean, I got a guy that's trading out of a Wendy's at a five cap and he's buying multifamily in LA at a four cap. doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of people are moving into triple net syndications, something I specialize in and I love. I love everything. It's all, if as long as it's got net in it, I love it. You know, so I love triple net deals and I love medical deals. And, and I think, you know, post pandemic, we've got a situation here where the, um, institutions, right, are are bleeding capital, right? And, and in both ways, right? The, and I spoke about this yesterday on Clubhouse with Carly. So the institutions are, they've got dry powder and kegs and kegs in their storehouses full of dry powder, and they're putting capital out. But then you've got like major hospital systems that are bleeding money, I guess pun intended, because they could not have elective surgeries for so long and because of the healthcare changes and because of all these different things and COVID and everything. So I think that what we're going to see, and I love to hear the doctor's prognosis on this. But I, 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 I think that what's happening is the same sale leaseback model that we've seen for many years in quick service restaurant and industrial, where the, the actual um, you know, business is operated in the real estate. It's owned by the same, the same corporation. And they sell the real estate and then they lease it back, right? So a sale leaseback. 
I personally think we're going to see a proliferation of that in the medical space. Doctor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, there are a lot of uh, hospital systems that have uh, come to uh, realize that they're having a difficult time competing with uh, small, smaller private practices that are putting up their own uh, facilities, MRI facilities, imaging facilities, uh, ambulatory surgery type facilities. Yep. Uh, and there ASC, was a recent, baby. Uh, yeah, and there was a, a recent ruling uh, on uh, regulation that pertains to uh, Medicare and other government-funded uh, insurance-type uh, plans that prohibits any discrimination between a hospital-sponsored facility in terms of payment for, for services uh, and other uh, uh, privately-owned facilities. So, if anything, this uh, tilts the field more in favor of the smaller uh, private practices that are running the independent facilities. Now, that's very interesting. You touched on a point. I was actually going to ask you this, this anyway, but I've sold a lot of medical deals, and I've heard in the industry physicians telling me, and I want to know the doctor's opinion, but um, would the doctor say that in the event of a more tertiary location within the same hospital system, the payouts and reimbursements to the hospital system could be higher than the same facility in, let's say, a, a primary or secondary market? Doctor? Uh, I think uh, the... The regulation is that uh, the, pay, the payout. I'm talking about insurance payout. Yeah, I think it really depends a lot on on location as well, because a lot of these uh, fees are determined geographically. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, obviously, if you're practicing in a very uh, urban area uh, where there are a lot of doctors and there are a lot of patients. Uh, there's going to be one scale, probably lower uh, reimbursement. Mm. Uh, whereas if you're in a more uh, rural setting or, or less uh, urban setting, then uh, the, the scale is usually uh, tilted upwards. You, you should get a little uh, better uh, compensation. Okay, so I might not be a doctor, but I know what I'm talking about. Okay, good. Just just checking. Good. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so at least right. from a real estate perspective, that's fascinating. And I, I would love to talk to you. I, I mean, we got to do some deals together, man. We got to find ways yeah, to, 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 to help people and to leverage these systems and to add value. You know, we don't have a lot of time. We actually have a call coming up, um, <clears throat> ironically, with uh, some syndicators that I work with. And guess what we're doing, hmm. doctor? Guess. Um. Medical office space, MRI yeah. facility. <laughs> uh, well, we're actually yes and yes, but we're actually raising <laughs> capital. We're raising capital uh -huh. uh, in order to put together a syndication because this individual, close friend and colleague of mine, syndicated ton and tons of deals together, um, and there's such a demand for medical office and such a demand for syndication that this syndicator is choosing to get into the medical office space and syndicate hmm. development deals, right? And and I mean, I'll give you one guess: who his exclusive broker is. Uh, you. <laughs> Dan on top. Anyway, um, I really appreciate you joining us. This has been fun. This is the part of the show where, Doctor, I'm going to ask you to raise your arm a little bit. Right arm? Like this? Like left this. arm. Left arm. <laughs> there you go. Now you hear the music? That music coming on? There yeah. you go. Okay, I got it. Dance a little bit. Get that head moving. Dr. Moss, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. You've added tons of value, and we appreciate it. Send me the bill. Thank you, Dan. I'm Dan Pleasure. Lukowitz, your host. I'm not a doctor, but I do have my own show, and I'm a broker. And if you want to learn more about it, visit www.danontop.com. Thanks so much. Doctor, put those hands up. We'll see you 
next time on Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lugowitz, Dr. Moss. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. We'll see you guys all soon.